Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Sunday afternoon, Super Bowl Sunday. Just give you guys a quick heads up about what we're doing here. We are recording pretty early. Uh, Robbie will head from here to the hump to cover Mississippi State and Ole Miss women's basketball. So no recap of that game. We'll talk about what happens at the hump uh, on tomorrow's show. And we obviously the Super Bowl hasn't happened yet uh, either. But we have plenty to talk about here. So thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of you guys, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru or the walk-up window at Strange Brew and Brupolo over there in Tupelo. be a funny thing if Brupolo was in Kosciuszko or something. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, Bru, Brupolo in Ackerman. Man, it doesn't work. See? That's a million-dollar idea. Joel T. Could, could bring that to uh fruition. If it was Brukerman, Joel T. would single-handedly make that a profitable enterprise. He could. He would. Uh Wherever you live, though, you can get Strange Brew Coffee. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it shipped right to your door, including the super awesome, fantastic K-Cups. Yes, that's right. If you're a Keurig owner, you can uh, you can put the K-Cup in and enjoy some incredible Strange Brew Coffee every morning. College Corner, we are, we are days now. Weeks are out. Days are in from college baseball. Duty Noble Field, 3 p.m. on Friday, the first pitch. For the, the reigning national champions, if you're going to be there, don't be there wearing that old raggedy polo that you've been holding on to for the past two years. It's time to get something new and something awesome, something exciting. Get it from College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. I told somebody yesterday they were, they were at the Half Shell mm-hmm. yesterday, my brother-in-law and my sister. Yeah. I told them to go check out College Corner. Yeah. Since they were already over there, go check out, go get some new de- new gear. Yeah. Of course, my brother-in-law is an Alabama fan. My sister... They have that. My sister went to school at Ole Miss. She doesn't... Hey. She doesn't... She doesn't know the difference between a field goal and a fumble. So, <laughs> she couldn't care less about that. Yeah. But he could go get some Alabama gear. Yeah. You, you know, my... my uh, Mother-in-law and father-in-law were also there. They would prefer the Mississippi State gear. You got it covered in both one location. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what team you choose for. State, Ole Miss, Southern, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, all those teams are right there at College Corner. That's right. Uh, Humble Taco, Starville's newest. It's about that time. I haven't been to Humble Taco in a few weeks. I need to make a, a return trip, get some, some tacos. Yeah, because, you know, I like tacos. And I like unique and delicious tacos, and that's what you get when you go to Humble Taco. There's not any place like it, not just in Starkville, but just about anywhere else you go. Nobody else with that famous Vardaman sweet potato tortilla. Nobody else offering up the Nashville hot catfish taco. I know that's Robbie's favorite. Nobody else, to my knowledge, with a bacon cheeseburger taco. It's just unique stuff, and they've got it at Humble Taco. So next time you're in Starkville and you're looking for something different and delicious, head over to Humble Taco. Sounds like a good place for us to take our, uh, our dinner 
mm-hmm. from the, uh, the no, SEC no, no. picks, and you can have some chips. I see what maybe you're trying to do. A couple of tacos. I see what you're trying to do. And I like humble taco. You're not getting off light. It's a very affordable <laughs> dinner. And you oh, it be, is affordable. And you would be filled to the I'm brim. Gonna, we're probably going to go a different route. I'll oh. just be totally honest with you. <laughs> and we're not going to Firehouse Subs either, much as I like Firehouse Subs. Oh, come on. No, no. But if you're looking for an easy lunch, a quick lunch, and a great lunch, I would suggest Firehouse Subs. Just download the free app, and uh, you can be ordering sandwiches and piling up reward points every time that you order. You pile them up faster with Firehouse Subs than just about anybody else out there. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, that's Firehouse Subs. Before we get started here, let it, I need everybody's opinion on something. I want to I wanna get, I wanna, I wanna crowdsource. So this weekend, uh, a friend of mine is undergoing some major house renovations. And she has she owns two dogs. And boarding them was just going to be an expense that it was just going to be expensive. So I offered up my home. I said, look, you know, for just, a, just for it's like two months, I, we, can, we can watch your dogs. So the dogs are there. Just two months. Yes. Now, one of the dogs, and her, her, her ex-husband is an, was an Ole Miss fan. Is an Ole Miss fan, I should say. And one of the dogs is named Archie. And you can guess who he's named after. I will not have that in my house. So I want to crowdsource a new name. I like T.A. I, I like Mangum. Mangum is a good dog name. What about Dak, reliable dog name, I think. <clears throat> I want to hear some, some, some suggestions for you guys. If you'll let me know what I should, I should be calling this dog. And hopefully in two months I can try. Now, this is an older dog. It's going to be difficult. How about Pork Chop? That's good. That's good. Shorty for Shorty McWilliams. You see, I you know I, I like that, but I want to see somebody I, I'm familiar with. You know, a little more. So I don't know, but you send me the names. Well, we're going to rename this dog. We're going to retrain him to give him a new name. Jackie. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Croom. Okay, now you've gone too far. Larry. Stop. Just stop. Stop. I said it on the show on Friday. State would, LSU would get out to the hot start. State would come back. They would ultimately lose. I'm not saying I'm a psychic, but I am saying I'll tell you the future for $9.99 a minute. Mississippi State falls to and LSU. And they said you didn't know basketball. Well, I, I, I don't know it as well as I know other things, but this one's sort of easy to read at this point. I've seen the script. LSU 69, Mississippi State 65, State... Goes up to goes up seven nothing in the first half. Uh, then LSU goes on an incredible run. I think that they they scored. Uh, it was, I think it was a thirty two or thirty seven to fifteen run, something like that. There's like yeah, thirty seven to fifteen, which they didn't they didn't make a field goal for like ten minutes. Yeah, and the state still couldn't take control of the ball game. Right. So then in the second half, state give them a lot of credit. Gets back into the game. Led with 8.58 to go, 48-47. But from there, LSU goes on another run and takes control of the game. The The issue that we've been pointing at these past few weeks crops up again. Molinar with 26. Really good game from him. 10 of 10 from the line. Hit a couple of big threes. Garrison Brooks gives you a double-double. 11 and 11. Five assists. No complaints there. Tolu Smith, obviously not what you want off the free throw line. One of six. He had five of State's eight misses off the free throw line. But 15 points and 7 rebounds. The rest of the team combined got you 13 points. That's yeah, terrible. 
One of your starters, Rocket Watts, 0 for 4 from the field, all of them from 3, and they were ugly looks. Ugly. I mean, air balls, front end, not, not, not close. Not rimming out. Nothing. He hit the side of the goal one time. <clears throat> he did. Shaquille Moore, coming off the bench, you think, okay, maybe that'll spark something. No. Three points on 1 of 4 shooting. It was a three-pointer. Um, just did not play well. Two points from Derek Fountain, who had a couple of free throws. Everybody else, Javian Davis, uh, Cam Matthews. I mean, not only uh, Cam Carter and Anderson Garcia. Not only are you not getting any points, they're not even taking shots. Between Davis, <clears throat> Carter, Matthews, and Garcia, three shots total. You've got guys who they're not even they're not even threats to score. They're just kind of warm bodies at this point. Yeah, they're like we got to play with five. And I, I mean, and I will say, you know. You're going to get good defense from Cam Matthews. You're going to get good defense from Garcia. They're just not. You're what you need right now is offense. They scored 22 points in the first half. Yeah. In 20 minutes, they had 22 points. Yeah. That's terrible. I, I understand LSU's a really good defensive team. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's hard not to give them a, a, a bulk of the credit there. Mm-hmm. But you got to produce more <laughs> than that on offense. And this this three point shooting is just horrendous. Three of 17, 17.6%. Yeah, I mean there's there is not a person on the planet. I don't care I don't I don't care if you're not an avid basketball watcher or whatever. There's not a person on the planet that could that could have watched a stretch there when Mississippi State was getting wide open looks and barely hitting the rim, airballing, hitting the side of the goal. And can look at numbers and that can come away saying that's a pretty good three point shooting team. They're a bad three point shooting team, and that's part that's partially what's wrong with this offense. There's there's really no threat to score from three point range, and, and there's a lot of good looks, but there's no you're not scoring. The other side of that is you have great post players. Yeah. Tolu Smith and Garrison Brooks are great, but everybody packs the paint. Yeah, because they know you can't shoot the three. There are three hundred <clears> and <throat> let me double check my number there. 350 teams playing Division One basketball. State is 267 in three-point shooting percent. Can't shoot. They can't shoot. 31.94 percent for the for the season. I feel I feel more confident in Garrison Brooks making a three-pointer than some of these guards. I agree. I agree. I mean, like I, I like I would feel better about Garrison Brooks taking a three than Rocket Watts right now. It's really something. The, the two-guard position has just killed State this year. Yeah, Moore and, and Watts have just not delivered. And Moore had some early mo- some early season moments where you're like, okay, he looks all right, but that's fallen off. Rot- Watts, and they weren't good at point. And you're not getting good point guard play. You have to, well, you have to play Iverson Molinar. Exactly there. the point that's, I was going to make is that State's inability or unwillingness to recruit a true point guard or go after one in the portal these past – I mean, think about the last couple of years. All right, look at last year. Molinar had to play the two, and sometimes DJ Stewart was playing the two. I'm sorry, the one, the one. They were going to play DJ Stewart at point guard if he came back, which was that guy was a turnover machine. Mm. Made no sense. You know, <laughs> two years ago, Nick Weatherspoon, good player, but not a true point guard in any sense of the word. Lamar yeah. Peters was the last one. Yeah. And so here we are. We go back, you know, go back to where we were against when they beat Ole Miss here. And I said they got seven games coming up. They need to win three of them. Now the best they can do is win two. They're fourteen and ten. I would say that there's still a path into the tournament. No, but, no, no. Don't but, don't even do it. I, but it would involve winning out. 
Yeah, don't even, don't even, don't even. It exists. It's time time to, it's time to say enough. I'm I'm enough on these. Well, if they do, here's what, here's what I was gonna say, because I have some, some, some receipts, right? (laughs) But I'm not gonna cash in my receipts until I know for sure. What's funny though is I've gone, we've switched roles here. You're, Mm -hmm. you're still kind of like, well, they can't. We've switched roles here. I'm, because I'm, I'm done with Mississippi State's making the NCAA tournament. Because factually, they could. They They, could. Yes. They could. Yes. They, they would have to win out, and that seems unlikely. But there is a path that does not involve winning that seems the SEC tournament. Impossible. That uh, yes, I said it the other day. If they make the tournament, they would have done something that has not been done since Ben Howland's been here. Right, and that's beat some really good teams down the stretch. You're going to have to win at Alabama. You're going to have to beat Auburn. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go through the stretch here and beat Missouri twice. Who? Has a terrible net, mm-hmm. but is a competitive team. Mm-hmm. You have to beat them twice, two games in a well, row. You have to win on the road. You're not. They're yet, not going to. They're they're going to lose one of those two games. They have four road games remaining, and they haven't they haven't won a game on the road all year. And I know they beat South Carolina at home. I'm not terribly confident they're going to win that game. I feel like they're going to beat Vanderbilt. Uh, you can't imagine they're going to beat Auburn. So. I mean, at this point, you're sliding fast, and now you're getting an NIT range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think there's going to be no interest in an NIT. By the way, I, I feel, <clears throat> you know, again, there there is a path. I will give them. I will give them that that ray of hope. But yes, it seems. Well, highly Georgia went to the NCAA tournament with a losing record one year. Well, they won so the NCAA tournament. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. Technically, there's always going to be a. There's path. always you know, and that thing down in Tampa. But I mean, it just seems. If you said put money on one thing, state makes the tournament or Ben Howland gets fired, I would go Ben Howland gets fired. I feel like we discussed this a little bit before the show when you were talking about the the uh, 1996 comparisons mm-hmm. that were getting thrown around. Mm-hmm. You talked about the experience that that team had. Right. They brought back a ton of guys who had played a lot of SEC games. I really feel like having all this turnover, you got some good players in there. But I feel like having all this turnover with all these transfers coming in and Tolu's out for like in and out of the lineup uh, with injuries and COVID and all this stuff, I really feel like that's kind of really disrupted what this team could be. Mm-hmm. They haven't really so, jailed. Very true. That that we don't know the roles. The well, not everybody's on the same page. This is what happens when you throw all these people together. That's the dangers of the transfer portal. And th- when you're turning a roster over with a totally new roster, it, sometimes it's tough to get everybody on the same page. And that was what was different about 96, is that Daryl Wilson and Russell Walters and Eric Dampier had played a lot together at that point. Mm-hmm. And then you have Marcus Bullard, who had at least been on the team, had been around everybody as a starter. And then you had role, valuable role guys like Whit Hughes uh, coming off the bench. And then you had a couple of freshmen come in, Tyrone Washington, Bart Heisch, who knew what their role was because they were freshmen. That 04 team was like that, too. And then you had Dante Jones, who was the difference maker. The difference is this year you recruit, you had four new faces, and you're like, okay, those guys are just going to instantly gel, and we're going to have that kind of success. And you're right, the injuries definitely played a role. It definitely did. I think uh, this team being healthy at the beginning of the year, if Tolu Smith and Rocket Watts have been healthy from day one, they they, they probably go down and they probably beat Louisville. But I think yeah, because I mean Tolu wasn't even practicing that was his first with the game. team. Yeah, you know he didn't get a chance to practice with the team preseason that much. Rocket either. I mean that 
that would have made a big difference. And then you throw him into the mix in the middle of a week as the season's already begun. It's a lot different than going through those preseason workouts and things like that. I, I feel like that's really disrupted what this team could be. Um, there's no doubt about it. But I'm just, I can't get over the fact that State made that big run and took the lead, went up by three points. It's like they hit a brick wall when they went up by three. I figured, you know, maybe they could get the snowball rolling down the hill mm-hmm. and LSU would just kind of collapse. And I thought that might happen. I thought, you know, and LSU's been playing bad basketball. And I thought, you know, okay, maybe this is going to, they're going to get in their own way here. But give LSU credit, you know, and you, you, you talked about him on uh, Friday, Xavier Pinson, 12 points. They've been missing his offense. They're undefeated with him. Yeah, in that, there with the that starting lineup. lineup they played last night is undefeated. I mean, that's crazy. And it worked out perfectly yeah. for LSU. <laughs> They've been terrible for a, for three or four weeks. But you said what's going to happen, though. Mississippi State comes in right after the, they had just got him back in the lineup last week, and he got a chance to get kind of acclimated again, and boom, there, there they are, and they're off and running again. Yeah. Right as Mississippi State comes back to town. So, seems about right. All that's right, how so it happens. State now, uh, where are they? 54th in the net, 1-7 um, in, in quad one opportunities. If they had two of those wins, I mean, they, they don't need much. The, they the, would be in. These people projecting, mm-hmm. they are begging for Mississippi State to win a big mm-hmm. game. They want Mississippi State in the tournament. And that's what's, that's what's really frustrating is State isn't going out and getting blown away. I mean, they had a bad Texas Tech game, but... They're going to tough places, and they're in these ball games, and they can't win. Yeah, Kentucky. They went to Rupp and took Kentucky to overtime. They took a big punch in that first half and came out in the second half and played really well. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, in position in the final two minutes, mm-hmm. can't win. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, in position, can't win. Florida, in position, can't win. LSU, can't win. You have these games, and you just can't find a way to win. At some point... Joe Lenardi and all these people are just going to wash their hands and say it's that's it. They're one in six or one in seven in quad one opportunities. So I mean, that's it. Yeah, time time is is ticking away here, and Mississippi State's running out of these opportunities. And I really yeah. feel like it's I really feel like it's done. And there's but, another side to it as well. You know, they're missing these quad one opportunities. But then you look, Minnesota ninety six. Yeah, Ole Miss one oh nine. Louisville one twenty six. I mean, if you had those wins, if those those are three losses, you're fourteen and ten. If you were seventeen and seven with those wins, even without the quad one stuff, you're probably still in. So it's it's been a, a situation where state has a, these three bad losses, and they're 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 not the worst losses in the world. I don't think any, the state doesn't have a quad. No, they don't have a quad four. Somehow, they don't have a really really bad non conference loss. It's just that. They don't have any good wins, and they have some bad law, like a couple right. of bad losses. Right, they are. They have two quad three losses. Like the Colorado State, that was a big opportunity there. That's in a good. That's a that's a quad one loss. You're, that's, yep. a, that's a good situation. I think it's still quad one. Colorado State. It doesn't really is hurt 35. you. Thirty five. That's what I've been saying. Like uh, some of these losses don't hurt you mm-hmm. per se. They just they aren't really. At they the, could have helped you. Yeah, and they're they, not. They're, they're opportunities for you to build a resume and you never State did. If State could get its three bad losses back, or if State could just have a couple of better wins, yeah. they would be in. Yeah. That's how that's how razor thin this is. But again, and this is something I say a lot about teams, is that good teams find ways to win, 
bad teams find ways to lose. State is not a good team. They're a bad team. And it's frustrating because it feels like the universe wants them to be in this tournament. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know what they I, want you know what Ben Howland to, to keep his job, and they want Ben Howland to continue to coach. You but it's thought, just not happening. I thought about this last night. It's pretty obvious that the networks thought State was going to be pretty good. Because how many night games on the weekend have they had? Yeah. They're getting the primetime slots. They were primetime this weekend, last weekend. Uh, they were primetime against Texas Tech. They thought State was these were going to be top 25 games. I guarantee if we could go back in time to the beginning of the season and say, Mississippi State, Texas Tech, Mississippi State, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, LSU, whoever is the producers of the SEC Network would say, that's three top 25 matchups we've got right there. Yeah, but you don't. But none of them were because state can't get ranked. State can't win these games. When, when was the last time they were ranked? State was ranked. When? When was the last? time? Uh, Did they ever get ranked that year? They went to the NCAA tournament. They were ranked at some point. Okay. I know they were ranked when they lost to Ole Miss. Yeah, and then I don't know if they ever got back in. I'm sure they did. They were five seed. They had to have been ranked. Yeah, at some yeah, point. yeah. But they haven't been ranked much since Howland's been here. No, no. So. Hey, that just, will be the he story. He just kind of hit a wall. I mean, that will be the story the rest of the way, more than the team. Assuming nothing, something miraculous doesn't happen. That you know, it's time to start firing up hot boards. It's time to start looking around to see who the next guy is going to be. Because I just don't see a way forward for Ben Hallen. I, I said it back in in October. I said this team is either going to go to the tournament or they're going to have a new head basketball coach. Yeah, There's, you're seven years in. You can't continue to to sustain this. Ben Hallen did a great job of getting the program back to a point where at least a new coach can come in and doesn't have to rebuild from scratch. But it, this is, seems to be as far as he can take this program. So we'll see what happens. Uh, was it Wednesday night? Are they Wednesday or Tuesday against Alabama? I'm not even going to say anything. Let's, let's get that looked. right before we just you know throw it out there. To throw it out there in the universe. I would hate for somebody to you know get upset. Uh, Mississippi State, Alabama, Wednesday, six o'clock. And then, yeah, it's almost, it's almost done. It's almost done. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move to a much happier topic. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. When you're putting a steak, some burgers, whatever it is in the, in the grocery cart, not only are you giving your family a delicious and nutritious meal, but you're taking care of 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians, our beef providers who do nearly a half billion dollars worth of agribusiness every year in Mississippi. That's that's big money for our state, and it's big it's big money for you, the consumer, because beef is a great value. So you're saving money when you're buying beef. Head to the grocery store, head to your butcher shop, and tell them you want beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place you'll find smoked southern soul food. Hopefully this weekend, you guys, if you're coming up, I know Two Brothers is going to be packed. If you're there and you're enjoying it and you're a Thunder and Lightning listener, please let us know that you had a great time at Two Brothers. We definitely love hearing from you. And you might even see one of us there. Never know. I might just have a craving for smoked wings that I just can't overcome. It's possible. It happens a lot. You know? I have a smoked wing problem. Hi, I'm, my name is Brian, and I like smoked wings. Sorry, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. If but, you've been to Two Brothers and you've had that, if yeah. you've had the smoked wings you have and the you same don't problem, have that problem... You have the same problem as I do. Then you have... Something's wrong something's with wrong you. Something's wrong with you. You yes. might want to get tested for COVID at that point because your taste buds have clearly Could abandoned be. you. Could be. So, when you're looking for something delicious, you're looking for something awesome, you're looking for a great place to hang out, you know where to go, to the heart of the Cotton District and Two Brothers Smoked Meats. How easy is this? Great products and great service. Every business promises that, but... 
Advantage Business Systems delivers it, and that's how they do it. They offer a selection that is unmatched of all the technological needs your business has. Copiers, printers, information and mailing systems, computers and software, whatever it is, they've got it. And then when the sale is made, they don't just pawn you off to their call center and tell you, hey, you know, we can get out here in a couple of weeks to take care of you. No, no. It's, we're calling a 601 area code number. We're going to talk to a person on the phone, and they'll be out here today or tomorrow, and we'll be back up and running. That's what you want from your, your customer service. That's what you get from Advantage Business Systems. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right. Enough of basketball. Enough about basketball. Let's just leave that behind. It's baseball. We are, you know, six, five days away, four days away, however you want to look at it, <clears throat> whenever you're listening to this podcast, from the start of the MSU baseball season, the defending national champions, uh, the Noble Field, 3 p.m. first pitch. Robbie Falk, just on a personal level, what are you looking forward to from Mississippi State this season and from college baseball? I'm I'm looking forward to the matchups in college baseball this year, especially in the SEC. Mm-hmm. When you look at the West, it is absolutely loaded, probably as loaded as as, as it has been in a long time. I mean, you look at the lineups that are going to be trotting out there from Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and then you have teams that you're not really talking about right now that should be better: Texas A&M, Auburn. Um, and Alabama should be better this year. So I, I really feel like the offense is going to be fun to watch inside the SEC this year, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing all those matchups transpire as the year goes on. For Mississippi State, I'm looking forward to see seeing the steps that some of these guys take that are on the verge of getting drafted. How much better is, is Cam James this year? How much better is Logan Tanner? Because he was really – Staking good last year. Um, you know, Brad Cumbus, after not playing football, getting some extra hacks in the cage, how much better is he this year? And now that he's going to be able to see pitching for a full season and probably be in the starting lineup, Kellum Clark, can he take that next step? I, I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to seeing what State does on the mound. They have a lot of talented pieces there. It's all about placing them where they need to be and those guys kind of flourishing in those roles. How does Landon Sims ha- handle being a Friday night starter um, as opposed to trotting out of the bullpen and closing games down? So it, it should be a fun year. I think Mississippi State's going to be right back in the mix. That that's Your expectations at this point from a, from a program that's going to three straight uh, trips to Omaha and just won a national championship, your expectations should be higher than ever for this program. They broke through and won the national championship. Is that fair? Yes. I it's, think it is. It's fair to be a program that already aspires to win the national championship, and now it, it feel, would it feel like a disappointment not to get there? It, it would be a disappointment not to get to Omaha. For sure. I, I always say that. I always say that Omaha is a crapshoot. It's all about who's playing the best at the right time. It's about matchups. It's about pitching and things like that. You can't just be the best team in, in college baseball and win the national championship every year. It doesn't work that way. Um, and it really doesn't work that way a lot of times in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Football, the cream always rises always. to the top. Yeah. Um, the best teams are there every single year. Basketball, you have March Madness, upsets happen, things like that. Baseball, anybody can really win a game. That's all it takes is, is one team to 
stay in the stay in the fight until the ninth inning and find a way there late. So upsets happen in baseball more than any other sport. So just getting to Omaha is is a win. And winning the national championship, everything has to fall into place. But your expectations for Mississippi State every year should be to get to Omaha. There should be no down. I agree years. with that. And the way that they're recruiting at this point, they it's, shouldn't have they shouldn't have a ton of. It's down going years. to happen where they miss one year. They're going to run into a super regional. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm t- but I'm saying, but the expectation should all, but it should be, and you come back and you're like, okay, that was a disappointing season. Yeah, but I'm saying there shouldn't be a season where they go 26 and 33. No, God, no. That no. every year they should be a top, top 15, top 10 program. I agree because of the way they're recruiting, because of the coaches that they have on staff, they should reload every single season. Yeah. And your expectations should be. Omaha or bus, and if they're not, then that was, like I said, a disappointing season. It's not fired Chris no, Bonus, right, right, right. but it, it is a disappointment not to make it back to, to Omaha. And especially when you look at what State has done and the different teams that they've taken to Omaha the last three years, um, to go to Omaha in 2018, that tells you that Mississippi State is capable of doing it through even some of the worst circumstances. So, I, I mean... I really think that expectations are going to be higher than ever. I mean, look at the season tickets sold. You know, we, we thought that state fans loved baseball. Mm-hmm. We didn't know thousand. We didn't know they loved baseball until they won a national championship. That's, we didn't know they loved it like insane this. Insane number. I mean, I, I think I think that we're just getting started on seeing just how big this program can be. You mentioned Landon Sims. Give me a couple other players that you got interest in seeing what they do this year. Uh, you know, I've been really interested in those freshmen. I've talked about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slate Offord, Hunter Hines. I love Jack Walker, Pico Khan. Those freshmen are exciting, and I th- I think that a-, a couple of those guys could break through this year. I I would I wouldn't call it excitement, but just interest for me in center field. What's going to happen there? Who's going to Who's going to take over that spot? Because whoever it is is going to be somebody that's hitting the ball well. And we we spoke on it briefly the other day, but the the situation where Cam James is playing some center field, I think that is just a preparation for if something doesn't happen from Jess Davis and Braylon Skinner. Mm-hmm. I think they would prefer Cam James stay at third base. Mm-hmm. But if you're not getting anything on, offensively from either of those two guys in mm-hmm. center, you got to make a move and you got to get somebody. You got to strengthen up your lineup because it's going to be. The offense is going to be really competitive in the SEC this year. I agree with that. And State's going to have to keep pace. So here's what I'm looking forward to. You mentioned Landon Sims. Obviously, he has a chance to be a transcendent. I mean, there's a case to be made that if he has a, the kind of season as a starter that he had as a closer, that he's one of the top two or three pitchers in Mississippi State history. Um, I'm also interested to see who follows him. You mentioned Walling. It looks like checking the scrimmage reports from uh, from today that Jackson Fristo had a really nice day. Who's that number two guy? I want to know who that is. I want to know who the closer is. You know, I love Parker Stinnett. I think the way he throws the ball is exciting. If he has some control, he could probably fill that role for Mississippi State. I think he, he deserves that opportunity. I love Logan Tanner. Logan Tanner is one of my favorite Bulldogs to, to follow because he just – oozes swag. I don't, I don't really know what swag is, but I know that Logan Tanner has it, if that makes sense. Uh, I like watching that guy play. He's such a, a crowd pleaser. Uh, not only, you know, very, there's something about having a catcher 
that you know can hose down every opposing runner, that's just exciting. Like, you're almost cheering for the other team to steal sometimes. So there's that. Uh, and then I'm, I'm interested in a full year of Brad Cumbus as, as a baseball player. I think all the tools are there. I know that the physique is there. That's a guy that, if, if, if things click for him, could be a, a huge, huge piece for this Mississippi State lineup. Uh, Kellum Clark, same way. Looking forward to seeing them. I want to see those guys become sort of bash brothers. Can they be a couple of guys who combine for 30 home runs? Something like that. I'd, I'd like to see that from Mississippi State. Brent Rooker just said he's coming to uh, Diddy Noble this weekend. Yeah, I spoke to I spoke to Brent uh, last week, and uh, he he said that uh, he'll be around. So hopefully we, we can catch up with him. Um, <clears throat> wow, one of our I just got a tweet. One of the this guy is saying the exact same thing as you about the basketball team says just shows you how bad they want to put us in. Yeah, and he's right. He's right. And I mean, and some of it is you know the net rankings uh, they, they can't really be configured. Let's, but let's, that's all. That's enough basketball. We got to move on. I'm just, I'm just saying. That but you're it's, right. You're it's right. obvious Joe Lenardi won't, yeah. won't state in this thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, from an SEC perspective, you may, obviously so many great matchups, and it looks like with the the lack of proven front line pitching, we could have some offense, which is exciting, right? Seeing the ball leave the yard. You know, I grew up, not grew up, but I was in college during like the height. Of the uh, the gorilla, gorilla ball, 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 you know, and I don't think it's going to be like that. It's not going to be twenty five to yeah. thirteen or anything like that. But there's going to be some some high scoring games. That's exciting to me. I'm excited to see state has people like offense. State has swept the last two series in Oxford, and this year that is double decker weekend and their spring game. So you know those places going to be packed. It would be funny to sweep them again. I mean, just it's going to gonna win, be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but that's you know. I, I, if states were to win this series this year, I would think that I think that's let's just say they win the series. I think they would be like twenty-one and four or something like that over the last. They've five. won five straight series. I think they won 16, first 17, 16. 18, 19. They didn't play last twenty. Twenty-one. They they won. So that's five and straight. They've swept three of those, I believe. They've sw- they uh, they no. no. They swept in 17. They swept two of them. They've swept the two in Oxford. 17 and, then, and 19. And then the three here, they've won two out of three. Yeah. And they've won four Governor Cups in a row. Yes. So it would be something like 21 out of the last 25 or something. At that point, I'm going to go on the radio and be like, we got to stop calling this a rivalry. It's not a rivalry anymore. There's no rivalry between the hammer and the nail. So It's pretty my- crazy when you think about it, too, because Ole Miss has had been some good. great teams during that They've been stretch. good, and State has dominated them. I'm also, can State get over the, the, the jinx, whatever it is, when LSU comes here? Can you beat LSU at home in a series? That's really crazy. That they, have some, not, they haven't won since 07. Something like that. Yeah, it's something Yeah, crazy. 07. 07, 06, something like that. That's, so, that is nuts. Yeah. I so mean, you had, you've had a, um, you've had like four trips to Omaha during that stretch. Yeah. You've had an SEC, well, they won the SEC championship, they beat them in, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. But. Still, I mean, yeah. they just cannot beat them here. And it's then, weird. Last but not least, I'm, this first series, this is a top 25 series coming in. It's yeah. a good West Coast, ba- West Coast baseball teams, usually pretty good. They'll pitch it well. They'll pitch well. They'll probably have some guy in the lineup who can mash. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. We're going to sort of know what this team is. If they go out and sweep Long Beach State, that's that's a good day at the uh, at the office. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. We'll I love these first weekend games or series that are really competitive, and people want to see that. Right? People don't want to come in there and and see. I don't want to see sixteen to two. I don't want to see Youngstown State, Wright State, yeah, yeah, something like that. So. UT Martin. Yeah, this is a good series for Mississippi State. So I'm excited. 
we'll talk baseball every day this week as we as we get closer. And don't forget, uh, we've got a couple of things Mississippi State related this week on Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm not sure the timing of it, but Tuesday, Richard Cross is coming to Startville. He and I are going to sit down with John Cohen for a long interview. We had one a few weeks back with Keith Carter. We're talking to John Cohen now. Uh, so maybe 35, 45-minute interview. So we're going to Ask him about his forearms. They are not to be trifled with. Uh, so we have that. And then, of course, on Thursday, the whole crew will be here, me, Richard, Borky, uh, we will be uh, at Duty Noble Field. We're going to try to set up some great interviews. Obviously, we want to talk to Coach Lamonas. I'm hopeful they'll let us talk to some players. Um, Robbie Falk is going to make an appearance, he told me. Richard's skin is going to be burning. I'm going to put that national championship right in front of him, that trophy right in front of him. <laughs> I'm going to you got to look at that. I'm going to give it a headset. Like If the trophy wants to say anything, just go. And... Uh, so we have that. That should be a, that should be a, a really fun experience. Okay, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you know, on the video the backdrop because when you think about like college game day, right? You always have that great backdrop of us sitting there. I don't know if we're in the plaza. I don't know if we're on the loss, whatever. But just having the stadium behind us, it should be yeah. really really cool. Uh, and then from there, uh, it'll be opening day. Uh, opening day, I will not be at the Duty Noble because 3 p.m. means I'll be on the radio. Right. So my my opening day will be Saturday, but. Obviously, 3 p.m. Uh, a lot of our local stations will not be uh, airing Sports Talk Mississippi. They'll be airing the game. And then on the other side, Ole Miss' first pitch is at 4. So your other local affiliates pick them up. Long story short, if you want to listen to Sports Talk that day, you're going to have to do it through the app or, or, or whatever. But those are the times that y'all can start letting them fly. Well, I think we'll replay some interviews if I had to guess because we know nobody's listening. So, All right. Guys, have a great day. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll be back with you very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. On this day, I see clearly everything is come to life. A place in a broken dream. And we'll leave it all behind. On this day, Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.